Welcome to Commonwealth Chaos. I'm Jules. And I'm Olive. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has commented and liked and listened or messaged us with messages of, oh my gosh, I love this so much, or we're so proud of you, you're doing the thing. Thank you so much. Um, it really means the world to us. It really does. I appreciate it so much. Like, everybody who is like, you know just kind of like reached out even just to let me know that they heard it it's been like it's been really rad and it's been a nice i know it's been a nice reception i know i just really appreciate it a lot you know we want to give back to you guys and uh i think we're gonna do that in the form of free (laughs) t-shirts so uh if you don't care to just like and comment on the post that uh runs along with the drop of this episode on instagram that's going to be friday at midnight uh and tag us in your story yes tag us in your story for sure uh so that we will uh we'll be able to see it and uh we're gonna give out some free shirts so if you want a free commonwealth chaos shirt definitely like comment put us on your story shout us out and free merch will come your way maybe We'll be in touch. <laughs> All right, y'all, we've been looking at our analytics, and, like, I don't know what small group of friends in Oregon have gotten a hold of our podcast for, but, like, we appreciate you. <laughs> we see you. There's, like, a weird, because we can see on the map, like, what town people are in whenever they download or listen to an episode, and, like, there's, like, six in some random town in Oregon. So, if you're listening to this, thank you. Thanks! <laughs> Okay, so uh, I'm very excited about this episode because it's going to get a little wild. Uh, we're going to be covering a couple of really cool Kentucky cryptids. Uh, and mine's actually one that uh, <laughs> I'm almost like a thousand percent sure I have literally heard this fucking thing in the woods. I, I promise it. you, like, I feel like I have heard this thing in the woods. Oh my god. I gotta say, like, cryptids are probably one of my favorite things to talk about. It's, ugh, it's one of those things that is chill-inducing for me, because, like, I don't get that scared. Um, Like, ghost stories don't really bother me, but stuff like this, uh uh-uh. Well, like, for me, the reason that, like, cryptids kind of, like, send a chill up my spine is because, like, a lot of people don't realize just how fucking old the Appalachian Mountains are. Oh, God, you're right. Like, they are older than bone. Like, that's how the saying goes. And, uh, some of the things there, I don't know, man. I just feel like once you have so many different oral traditions passed down like that, because, like, you have to think, like, a lot of these places, they didn't have access to, like, resources to learn how to learn, like, read and write. So, a lot of these, like, cryptid stories, they're, like, first-hand accounts. Like, first-hand, like, witnesses passed down through generations and generations of families. And, like, you know... Most of them, I'm sure, is just, like, however, like, uncle whoever, like, decided to, like, scare you around the campfire. But, like, when so many different ones from different counties start overlapping, that's when, like, shit gets a little scary. When things become a pattern, that's when it's time to look into it. Yeah. Uh, so I think that I'm gonna go first? Yes. Cool. Alright, so I'm gonna go ahead and get into this. Uh, I'm covering the Mulberry Black thing. Now, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. To say. That's, I mean, like you know, at the on the surface, you know, we're straight to the point in Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tell you exactly what it is, and uh, it's from Mulberry, and it's 
it's a fucking black thing. I was like, what, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just like kind of an idea of where Morbury is because like it's not like it's not like an established town. It's like it's a community of people. Right. Just called Morbury. Uh, it's out in Whitley County. Uh, between Williamsburg and uh, Jellicoe, Tennessee, right. uh, which okay. is like pretty much like the first like real town like you pass when you're going down I-75 uh, into Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've actually lived I lived in Whitley County for like pretty much like my whole childhood, um, and I lived in Jellicoe too when I was younger. Mm. Uh, so I've like pretty much lived in that entire area my entire life. So I have heard many many a story. And many, many uh, overlapping stories uh, about this. Um, So the origin of the Mulberry Black thing is kind of like muddy waters as far as that goes. Because, like I said, it's a lot of oral history. Right. Uh, So for the most part, the general consensus is that it's um, maybe a shapeshifter. Maybe it's uh, just like a panther that got loose. But, like, I don't believe there's, like, a hundred-year-old panther running around in Mulberry. Because, like, people are still to this day are seeing this fucking thing. Um, At that point, wouldn't it have gone so, like, gray? It wouldn't even be black anymore. It'd be the more gray gray thing. in old age? I don't know. Let's Google. I'm Googling it. (laughs) Okay, well, I can't find anything about panthers going gray, unfortunately. I know. I feel like that's a question other people have. Oh, the mulberry black thing. Okay. Yes. Uh, some people think it's a skinwalker, and let me tell you some shit about skinwalkers. Uh, but, okay, let me actually hey. not tell you some shit about skinwalkers, hey. because that, that, we're gonna have to take a whole, a whole episode to cover those. Skinwalkers make me want to throw up room anxiety. Yeah, like. Anytime. And Anywhere. we're definitely gonna Anywhere. be having a, uh, we're definitely gonna be having a guest over for that episode, because, like, I'm I have so someone, excited. I have someone who is very, very passionate about skinwalkers. Oh like, God. he would be downright offended if we did not have him on the show. Uh, but, uh, with that being said, uh, the most popular and widely accepted explanation of the Mulberry Black thing is that it's essentially, like, an amorphous collection of, like, psychic energy that was manifested through black magic by this witch mm-hmm. in order to get, like, vengeance on uh, individuals who had, like, evil intent to, like, the land and, like, you know, her will. So she was like the Lorax. Yeah. I speak for the trees, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but, uh, so essentially, like, this, like, collection of, like, psychic energy just, like, acts as sort of, like, a prism to create, like, you know, a... Uh, electromagnetic field around the individual that like causes things to manifest i'm pretty sure they cover this in harry potter i mean like why do you think you're not allowed to watch harry potter if you grew up in the bible belt oh god listen i I didn't read the harry potter books until i was in high school because my local in school libraries did not have them because i grew up in so i was born in kentucky but i grew up in this weird little northeastern corner of Alabama and I was in like the very foothills of the Appalachian Mountains Mm -hmm. so like it was a weird juxtaposition of culture yeah because it was fucking witchcraft yeah no I literally like I remember being in like the sixth grade and like bringing Harry Potter book home and like my grandparents freaking the fuck out because like it was witchcraft and all this other stuff and I wasn't allowed to watch the movies and uh then like I think my mom watched it and she was like this is what they're fucking worried about and then I ended up watching Harry Potter I got Um, so much shit for not reading Harry Potter growing up like after I moved mm -hmm. like we moved to Kentucky whenever I was 11 so like 
that was like the prime age for you to be like super pretty yeah because you were supposed to get your fucking letter (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so it was a weird time for me yeah anyway so i highly doubt that uh you know hermione could have conjured up the mirabella back though i'm just saying i don't know if she has that much equal i think she's a better noodle than that (laughs) okay anyway uh so okay so this witch like summons the mulberry black thing to like you know wreak vengeance on like one of the families that owned land in mulberry um like back in like i guess early 1900s like i said details are fuzzy oral history um but uh what's weird is that from different families uh there have all came like the same like detailed account of the mulberry black thing bursting through the window of this woman's house eating her baby in front of her and two other witnesses and then three witnesses claim to have seen it run out of the house that's terrifying yeah but also it's giving my dingo ate my baby vibe <laughs> which is also like a really sad story and people always like make jokes about it like i just did but yeah. like ugh. it was really sad so that's like kind of like the first like accepted account of like a mulberry black thing attack um but another one these two hunters were uh like out towards the uh, cumberland river they were hiking along the riverbanks right um now like i said this is like uh towards the wilmsburg side of things so it's going to be out towards like the falls country and the daniel boone forest um, so is that, like, middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere? Yes, middle okay. of fucking nowhere, nowhere. Um, <coughs> and all of a sudden, and it's, like, it's the same story. Like, the, the air gets, like, unbelievably, unbearably thick. It's like you're trying to wade through tomato soup. Ew. Yeah. And, uh, like, everything gets, like, ridiculously fucking still. And then uh, whatever happens, happens. Like, it's, like, there's so many different versions of it because it's supposed to, like, manifest as, like, you know... A creature based on like the intent of like your being. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, no, I like really it, hate this that. shit runs deep, like deep. Uh-uh. Uh, so essentially, what happens is they're wading through tomato soup air, and they see like this black mass congregate in front of them, okay. and then it like I have like tears in my eyes. Sorry. <laughs> um, it like congregates into this black mass, and then it forms into like this huge black bear. And it mauls one of the hunters to death, but not the other one. So the other guy hightails it back into town. And uh, they drag, like, you know, the game warden and everything out there to investigate the scene. And this man's body was torn to fucking shreds. But there was no evidence of a bear attack anywhere. I hate that. Yeah, only on this man's body. No. Yeah. That makes me want to throw up. Yeah, it's making my eyes water right now. Um, there's also this, uh, stretch of highway called, uh, 92. It's Highway 92. Uh, back where I'm from, you just kind of say up 92. Gotcha. Uh, now there's, like, a shit ton of, like, really hairpin curves out there. Like, uh, don't get me wrong, when you've been driving them your whole life, you can cut it going 50. But, like, <laughs> if, we got some roads here like Yeah, exactly. But, uh, if you know you're not from out that way like you have to take these things fucking slow because you cannot see around the corner at all so you drive around these like really hairpin turns and then like there's this one stretch out past this motherfucker he builds doors and park benches (laughs) 
out of a trailer. He's a dick. If you're listening, you're a dick. Uh, (laughs) uh, But you drive past that guy's house and uh, like there's uh, just like this stretch of highway where like your car fucking stalls. Like it's like it's crazy. It's like an eight out of ten chance that it's gonna stall every time you go through the stretch of road. Uh, and there are fucking people who say that panthers fucking jump on top of their hoods, that black wildcats jump on top of their hoods, that uh like just conglomerates of snakes, like black snakes will cross in front of their cars. No. Oil will start pouring out of their car for no reason. Like and like it's just Bats flying into windows, owls crashing through windows. So you're like, telling me this is like the Bermuda Triangle of Eastern Kentucky. Yes, the Bermuda Triangle, weird fucking whatever you run into, it's always black though. Mm-hmm. Like I've literally like heard stories like this has happened to my mom. Like, driving down the highway, and then, like, a black owl hits your front of your car. Like, I've literally what seen the, the dust print of it just hitting her fucking windshield. Yeah, no, this stuff, like, this happens, like, on the reg. Like, to the point to where, like, if you are in Corbin, Kentucky, I guarantee you, you can find the Facebook group for people who have hit owls driving down the fucking interstate. It's crazy out here, y'all. Look, I'm in some pretty specific Facebook groups, but none are that specific. Well, you know, I'm just saying you might be able to find it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But another one of the stories that's just, like, kind of terrifying... Uh, there were these uh, two teen drivers mm-hmm. uh, from Corbin, Kentucky, where like I actually lived, uh, who were driving up uh, 92. And uh, one of them lived, the other one didn't, right? And this was like mm-hmm. a little bit of way back. Yeah. Uh, but the one that lived actually reported to somebody who works at the news journal in Corbin uh, that whenever they were in the car, the driver who was killed in, mm-hmm. the, in the incident... Um, he started screaming that there was something in the back seat of the car. Oh no! Yeah, started I hate screaming. That. I'm, I'm tearing up. Fuck. Uh, but started screaming that there's something in the back of the car and uh, that it had like glowing red eyes. So he's literally like, you know, like in a fucking panic, driving up 92 on these hairpin turns, and fucking oh flips God. the car. And uh, like, the guy who tells the story who was in the vehicle says that it literally felt like we were boiling in soup sitting in that car. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. And like he said that he had like they were cry- he was crying hysterically. He was so terrified of whatever was in that back seat. Can you blame him? Nope. I have my own experience with the Mulberry Black thing. Ooh. Uh so I was at a Girl Scout camp out. And, uh, you know, we were all just, like, playing in the field, like, fucking, dan- you know, playing around a fire or all that good stuff. As Girl Scouts do. Exactly, as Girl Scouts do. And um, we were all just, like, kind of, like, standing outside. We had, like, been telling stories and all this other stuff. And some of the counselors are out in the woods making noises at us, you know, just to, like, kind of, like, you know. I work with kids. I know what's up. Exactly, yeah. And they were fucking with us because it's funny. Yeah. Um, but it's a part of the experience of growing up, too, I think. Right. Uh, so we all, like, bust into laughter, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, everything gets, like, so quiet so fast. Like, so quiet so fast. Mm -mm. And that same fucking tomato soup feeling. Like, it was, like, everything got heavy and humid just all at once. And then, like, we heard the most awful, awful noise come out of the woods. 
like I have heard a lot of fucking things in my life. I've heard coyotes, I've heard mountain lions, I've heard wildcats, bobcats, like any fucking thing that you can imagine that comes out of those hills, I've heard it, but not that. And I've never heard it again either. And I've been in the woods many a time, at many an hour of the night, and never heard something like that. Like, I don't know if y'all know what, like, a mountain lion sounds like, but, like, that, but deep. Okay, this is where we will hypothetically insert a mountain lion audio. Yeah, but, like, imagine it deeper. Can we pitch it down and play it again right here? Right here. Ew, wasn't that gross? (laughs) Ridiculous. Uh... But yeah, so that was that was like absolutely fucking terrifying, absolutely fucking horrifying. Um, some other just like smaller incidents of the Mulder Black thing is a lot of people say that whenever they go back to like the houses of their elders, like to their grandfathers and their fathers' houses, mm-hmm. um, they'll get that same feeling right before they walk through the door. And a lot of times you'll see one of those black garden snakes just curled up, sitting right there in the doorway. Some people say that they see, like, swarms of bats. Some people say that uh, they'll just see, like, a single crow sitting on uh, sitting on your steps. And if you know anything about crows, you know just to see one of them in Kentucky is weird. You think so? Yes. Just to see in one Eastern crow. Kentucky? Yeah, in oh, Eastern Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just to see one crow in Eastern Kentucky. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Uh... But yeah, apparently, if you've got, you know, if you don't have any evil in your intent or evil in your will, uh, you will be safe from the Mulberry Black thing. But I don't know how much I trust the word of a witch. So uh, just make sure if you're ever up 92 to put your brights on and stop going 55 around those hairpins. I know you do it because I did it too. Also, please wear your seatbelt. Please put your seatbelt on. And seatbelt in your dogs. They make dog seatbelts for a reason. I keep my dog harnessed and hooked in because we run in the car a lot. And I just have to put my cat in a crate and hope for the best because she's just going to scream the whole time. <laughs> the whole fucking time. <laughs> like bloody murder. That's hilarious. Bless her heart. All right. Now I'm going to be talking about a cryptid named the Pope Rick Monster. Um, so it's either a goat or sheep man hybrid. And it's got, like, goat or sheep legs, horns, fur, and this, like, bare, furless, pale face with a pointed nose. Ew. It, yeah, it, it looks so nightmarish, it's not even funny. Ew. Um, so this thing is located in Fisherville, um, which is a neighborhood in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is named the Popelik Monster because it's seen at the Popelik Trestle. So a trestle is, like basically just a train bridge um and this train bridge is going over Poplick creek um this trestle's old as shit it was built in like the late 1800s by the norfolk southern railway it's almost 800 feet long and has a 90 foot drop right? and like for people who don't know like because like i know a lot of people don't have like creeks and stuff right 
a creek is literally like maybe knee depth water so it's not like you're falling into a river if you right. fall off this bridge like you, right. there is nothing to save you yes exactly um so there are a lot of theories of origin about the Pilkwick monster um so you have like an escapee of like a circus sideshow um a creature that has escaped from a derailed train that came off the trestle um a skinwalkers bringing that up again um skinwalkers man man those are like the scariest things to me um but also there's another theory it is the reincarnation of a satanic or like satan worshiping goat sacrificing farmer from the area that's even worse it's like what's with all these witches and satanic yeah like what why i don't know okay but it's said that it either uses voice mimicry or hypnosis to get people up onto the bridge so then they get hit by trains ironically skinwalkers do the same thing oh i hate that that (laughs) makes me want to throw up it would take hypnosis for me to get up on one of those like trestle things yeah Yeah, fuck that bro isn't that what they like ran off on in stand by me maybe i don't know no maybe i don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) well um and it's a lot of people don't think that there are still trains going on this thing because like i said it's super old and so they get up on it and then a train comes because there's you know 15 20 25 trains going through this thing a day mostly of freight and it surprises them and it's 800 feet long so it's really hard for them to get off the bridge or the trestle safely and it's 90 feet deep so you either get run over or you jump off the side or you try to hold on to like a beam on the side but the vibrations of the train are usually so intense that it will rattle you off into your death falling that's literally horrifying uh could you imagine like just gripping for dear life while like this train rolls by no because every single (laughs) um so one other thing that it is said to do or be seen doing is jumping in front of or onto cars that are driving on the road that goes under the trestle while wielding an axe it just, you know, the mental the mental depiction of, like, a goat man leaping from a bridge to stop my car alone is enough for me to be like, you know what, then, maybe I just don't want to, I don't want to see it. You know, but you know, let's add an axe. Why not? Why not? Why not? So, this may be an urban legend, but there are a lot of very real deaths connected to it, and I'm going to talk about, um, four, um... And like I said, people think that this bridge is old and decrepit and not in use anymore, but it absolutely is. So we're going to start in 1985 with John K. List. He was shooting crows with a friend, um, and the train comes, and the friend hangs onto like, the edge of the trestle on a beam, but List was struck and killed. Um, so don't shoot crows on any trestle, but especially this one. Because you will die. You will die. Do not go on this trestle. Um, 1986, David Wayne Bryant, he was only 19 years old. He was on the trestle and a train came. He jumped off the side, sustained severe injuries, and then lived until May of the next year, which he then died from his injuries. Literally a year later, the goat man kills him. That's absolutely terrible. 
1994, we had James Rodderman. He was 35. Um, he was riding a four-wheeler onto the trestle, and as he was on the trestle, the four-wheeler actually flipped and pinned him to the bridge. And a train was coming. The train saw what happened, or could tell what happened, uh, but couldn't stop in time. And he was also struck and killed. He literally had to lay underneath that four-wheeler knowing the entire the entire fucking time he was gonna die there he he had to have known the entire time that he was that was exactly where he was gonna die that's just like so heartbreaking and like catastrophic to me can you imagine like it's true tragedy it is that's awful Ugh. and um the last death that i'm gonna talk about is uh from 2016 Raquel Rocky Bain. She was 26 years old. Um, she was visiting from Dayton, Ohio with her boyfriend, um, and they had gone to, like, Waverly, um, which is, like, a haunted sanitarium if you're not aware. Um, so they went to Waverly, and they kind of did, like, a spooky tour of Louisville, and then they wanted to go see the trestle, and Rocky really wanted to go see the trestle. So she and her boyfriend went up there, and a train came, the boyfriend was able to kind of get down on the side and hang off from the side, but Raquel was struck by the train, which then pushed her off the trestle, and she fell 100 feet to her death. It's heartbreaking. That's the worst thing I can think of. So a lot of people actually do want to go and try to hunt out the goat man. Do not go on this trestle. Do not go on it. Do not go under it. Just leave it alone. Don't go in the creek either. No. You will die. I don't want any Pope licking any of my shit. <laughs> no. No. Sometimes it doesn't stop them. I'll live. I'm sorry. Alrighty, y'all. I think that's all we got for you. I think that today we learned do not, do not go to this trestle. You will die. Do not. And uh, don't drive 55 fucking miles an hour around here picking curves up 92 because you will also die so i'm getting from this is just don't drive no just stay just stay inside stay home and y'all lock, lock your, your fucking, fucking doors, doors.